So, I don't know, it's just going to be uh, really, really, really interesting. What does a more sports uh, feel feel like on SmackDown? All right, guys, that's the quick hit. So now we're about to jump into our uh, weekly recap of shows. So what the fuck happened on Raw this week? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the world champion of the world podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up? Welcome back. Uh, we had some time off after Thanksgiving. I did a early episode where I just said what I was thankful for. Um, didn't really recap the week in wrestling uh, at all. Actually, I didn't at all. Um, and uh didn't didn't get any news in the quick hits for you. So, uh, that's what we're going to start with today. We're switching up the format a little bit. We're going to jump right into the quick hits before we start doing the show recaps. So, uh, I missed it last week. I missed talking about it last week, but let's just start with the elephant in the room. Um, the giant elite elephant that's in the room. All elite wrestling. Uh, That's the big rumor that's going around. Uh, So just to break it down a little bit, uh, all elite wrestling has reportedly filed for several trademarks, including All Out, uh, Double or Nothing, which has been the rumored uh, title of All In 2, Tuesday Night Dynamite, which sounds like it may be a weekly show, um, and some other, uh, and some other trademarks, reportedly, um, the All Elite Wrestling, uh, is connected to a certain little group that may or may not be attending Marty Skrull's, uh, New Year's Day party on January 1st, but, um, they, uh, this is, reportedly, this is the Elite, and they are also backed by Chris Jericho and Jim Ross, and financing, bankrolling everything is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he's given up on he hasn't given up on football, but the Jaguars are terrible right now, so he'd uh, rather see what's going on with wrestling, I guess. But um, Jericho and Jim Ross have denied this, but I mean, of course they would, right? Um, so they have denied this, but the trademarks were registered to the address where the Jacksonville Jaguars have their headquarters and their stadium. So, uh, if if everything is true, uh, the promotion would be looking to get a major TV deal 
uh, up and running in 2020. Um, so this is this is interesting. Um, all Elite Wrestling, if if it's a real thing, the Elite. First, it's you got the whole Elite, which is one of the hottest uh, groups in wrestling, probably the hottest group of free agents uh, that you can bring in. Uh, weekly, they're doing uh, weekly. They're doing pretty decent numbers uh, on being the elite. Now, of course, these numbers that they have uh, that they're getting with just being the elite wouldn't compare to WWE numbers. But, like, say you have All Elite Wrestling Tuesday Night Dynamite on Fight TV Weekly doing. Uh, being the elite numbers, then maybe we might be looking at something here. And then we put more money behind it, more ad dollars, and not only do you have the elite who are kind of seen as the coolest thing in wrestling by a lot of people um, and and on the internet, and everybody has seen the Bullet Club shirts, and there's people who've seen the Bullet Club shirts that aren't completely aware what bullet club is and what wrestling is so it's like oh these are those guys from the shirts okay you know so um there's that (coughs) excuse me and then depending on the talent pool that all elite would have to work with uh are they signing talent to exclusive deals or will they be able to have uh kind of like how mlw has uh, impact wrestlers show up on their show sometimes or 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 stuff like that would they be able to would they be able to would it be something like all in where we have uh Brian Cage is also appearing on Tuesday night dynamite on all elite wrestling and uh you know Sammy Callahan and um you know Joey Janela when he gets healed up um Joey Ryan so uh, there's a lot. There's still a lot of moving pieces. It's still uh, a lot to figure out. Uh, but it's really interesting. And I am super interested uh, going forward to see what happens. Um, leading into the rest of the quick hits, the formation of the possible formation of AEW is also one of the driving forces behind WWE signing so much indie talent. Um, Vince McMahon, apparently, the uh, the edict has gone out backstage. Of course, I don't know. I'm not an insider. But, reportedly, the edict has gone out backstage. Like, alright, let's go. Uh, let's bring them in. Um, of course, they're still heavily courting the elite, the Young Bucks. Um but they want to they want to go ahead and bring in as much indie talent as possible uh because they uh because they want to limit the talent pool for all elite wrestling and of course uh Vince McMahon has seen after they tried to block the ROH and New Japan Super Show at um Madison Square Garden and then that show went on to sell out so wwe is aware that okay people do have other places to go and they are making money and even though they may not be touching us and hurting us like how wcw was 
you know, we are we are losing out on names and our status as number one isn't being challenged, but it's being challenged. It's enough now for them to take notice. So it's interesting. Hopefully this leads to better WWE programming. Um, but we'll see. And hopefully these signings aren't wasted. Like uh it would suck to to see some of these some of these names I'm gonna get to later show up in WWE and then just not be used. Uh so speaking of names showing up in WWE uh, WWE is reportedly very interested in Trevor Lee Um, there were also reports that they were interested in Silas Young but it appears that uh, Silas Young is going to be staying with Ring of Honor uh, for the foreseeable future but uh yeah, port, uh, reportedly WWE very interested in Trevor Lee from Impact Wrestling. Uh, looks like his Impact uh, contract has expired, um, and he's given the indication that he already knows what's next for him. Um, also rumored is Shane Strickland, whose house Swerve's house uh, is going to be headed to NXT. If you follow this show, you know I've mentioned Shane Strickland uh, a few times. I like I like Shane Strickland. He's one of my favorite indie guys in the world right now. Um, and I've also mentioned that I felt Shane Strickland would be in the WWE uh, sooner rather than later. Um, this is a little bit sooner than I have expected. Uh, reportedly... The rumor is going around that uh, WWE is trying to have Shane Strickland ready to start in NXT in January, uh, so next month, um, because it's December now, guys, whoa, um, but yeah, reportedly the rumor is uh, they are looking to have, uh, they're looking to have him ready to start in uh, NXT in January, um, they're trying to have a big January class. Uh, so let's let's put on our speculative hats here. Uh, they're looking to bring in a bunch of new faces in January. Um, they've already uh, brought in uh, guys like Punishment Martinez that we haven't seen on television yet. Um, so I'm thinking that... And we also had a rumor come out um, that EC3... Um, was supposed to have been called up over SummerSlam weekend, but suffered a concussion. And now they're just waiting for the right storyline to kind of bring him up. Which kind of explains how he's just, why he's just been kind of like putt-putting around in NXT, because they he's not really supposed to be there. Which I'm honestly surprised that he didn't just start off on the main roster, but, like, I was excited for, uh, EC3 NXT run, um, I haven't really gotten anything, but at this point, we're, I'm just waiting for the main roster run, uh, the NXT run has been a little disappointing, 
but he was always uh, EC3 was always a main roster gimmick like EC3 has always been a main roster guy like that's that's where he would shine NXT isn't necessarily the format for EC3 um, unless you're just gonna let him go out and talk all the time uh, which they haven't but anyway um they're looking to have a big class in January uh introduce some new faces so I'm thinking that there's going to be some current faces moving up to the roster uh and we might see that transition around Royal Rumble time because that's you can just introduce somebody in the Rumble um like oh you know this guy entered the Rumble and we I mean they've had NXT guys in the Rumble before one of the questions is, all right, well, is this guy here now? Uh, sometimes you knew that he wasn't, like when Adam Cole showed up uh, and when Alma showed up and he was still champion. But, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's definitely something that you kind of got to look at and and see uh, and see what's going on. So. uh my picks uh for guys who could end up popping up at uh on the main roster well they're already giving us Lars Sullivan so Lars Sullivan is on his way out Lars Sullivan's headed to the main roster um the way that they're pushing him makes me feel like he's going to show up at TLC or the first Raw or SmackDown after TLC is when he's gonna officially make his debut. That's that's just what I'm the vibe I'm getting. Um, I could be completely wrong though. Who knows? Uh, who else? I feel like Alistair Black could have his NXT arc wrapped up by the time the the takeover comes for uh, for Royal Rumble weekend I could see I could see Aleister Black heading to the main roster um let's see who else um I mean EC3's a given I could see Alistair Black headed out of there. Velveteen Dream. I'm like... But... <clears throat> with Velveteen, I wonder if... With Velveteen, I wonder if... Uh, he might be... If he might win the belt... Before he leaves because that that reaction that they had for him at the last takeover uh for the false winning the belt was uh or the not the false winning the belt but the false finishes like I think the crowd was ready to see the dream get the belt and I feel like that feeling is only going to intensify the more he stays around because he just improves each time you see him out. So, 
I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we might get a Velveteen title run, a short one. Um, Royal Rumble takeover, he wins it, and then uh, I don't know. You can hear my cat. One of them. And get in the house. Alright, uh, <laughs> I think Velveteen could possibly win the title at the Royal Rumble TakeOver and then lose the title at the WrestleMania TakeOver and then we see him uh, on Monday night, you know? Because uh, Velveteen Dream, uh, Raw After Mania debut would be crazy it would be bonkers the pop would be huge people would go absolutely nuts uh so i i could i could see i could see that happening um but i'm expecting that we are gonna start getting some nxt guys sprinkled in um start getting some debuts and maybe even like uh not in the traditional sense where you know they just wait for the first television show after a big pay-per-view or after a big takeover and have somebody pop up i'm thinking that we might get some more vignettes and more uh debuts because they need uh they need to clear some space uh so this january class um could also have uh in potential to trevor lee and shane strickland uh it could also be uh looks like they're aiming to have ACH who is somebody who I've been a fan of for a while now uh was a big fan when he was still in ROH um if you guys remember that I think it was like a best of five series or best of seven series that him and Matt Sidal had that was just great um a lot of fun um but uh yeah, so ACH is also supposed to be starting in January. Uh, so that ACH, Shane Strickland, Ricochet matches just sound amazing. Give me all of that. Give me a lot of that for the uh, North American Championship. Give me a lot of that. Uh, throw Adam Cole in there, too. Um, oh, man, that sounds like so much fun, right? Like, Shane Strickland... Ricochet, uh, ACH, Adam Cole. That sounds that sounds like a ridiculously good time. Um, but uh, all in in addition, to Trevor Lee and also Sam Shaw. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Samuel Shaw. He's been doing his thing on the Indies. He's got a really great look. Pause. I mean, his look is just main, WWE main roster written all over it. Um, but uh Sam Shaw is also uh <clears throat> he was around in N- uh NXT TNA uh for a while I think he's popped up on TNA Gut Check back when they used to do that um and then he was in their developmental at OVW when they took over OVW uh but I think his most memorable uh character for television uh, is when he was, like, stalking Christy Hemi, 
uh, Sam Shaw and uh, the the they nicknamed him Creepy Bastard. <laughs> so that was a that was a weird uh, that was a weird gimmick. Uh, that was a weird story arc. Uh, but but that happened. Um, so continuing the signings, uh, Walter signed with uh, the European sensation Walter. Uh, signed with NXT UK. Uh, so NXT UK, um, if you haven't seen the show, it's a uh, it's an interesting brand right now. Um, I would say it's kind of it's a little bit light on storylines and everything. But these are the first tapings, and they're still kind of introducing the audience to the. Um, they're still kind of introducing the audience to the characters and and what's going on and then plus like we know that these tapings happened like months ago that we're seeing right now uh so it's you know it's just it's it's different um if you're like used to like the weekly shows and not used to watching like stuff that's so far taped uh in advance i mean nxt is taped in advance but i don't know we I think we've gotten to a point where they're not introducing people to us. So, like, it, I don't know. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> I feel like somebody out there can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get, I get what he's trying to say. But uh, I feel like uh, NXT UK television, it's, the show is just only going to get better. It's a really talented roster. And once they kind of start fleshing out issues between members on the roster and we can kind of see what's going on because right now there's only like i'd say there's maybe like two or three feuds happening or it's like beginning of feuds and you're like oh i think these two kind of don't like each other probably but uh but it's just a bunch of really good matches um and like promos of people like establishing who they are and what their motivations are uh but but yeah, it's a it's it's interesting. I say go ahead and get in on the ground floor now. Uh and next year when people are making their best of 2019 lists and there's NX and there's like two or three NXT UK feuds on there and NXT UK matches, you you want to already be in the know and be like, "Yeah, I remember when that whole feud first started." You know what I'm saying? So you can look cool on Twitter. Um but yeah, the point of all that is that Walter signs with <laughs> NXT UK, uh, wrestles in WXW, wrestles in Progress, wrestles in OTT, a bunch of European promotions. Uh, he's one of the most talked about guys in the world right now. If you don't know who he is, just look him up just and just watch his chops. That's all you need. Um, so Walter and his chops coming to NXT UK. Um, reportedly, he really didn't want to move to the states. Uh, he was really against that move. To uh, that move, um, but so he now he doesn't have to, and he's uh, he's gonna be able to continue to live in Europe. Uh, let's see, what else do we have to talk about in our quick hits? Uh, yes, uh, I guess this is this is the last one that we're gonna cover. Uh, reportedly, Fox, uh, 
SmackDown Live is going to be moving to Fox in 2019. Um, so, reportedly, Fox wants some changes to the show. Uh, I've mentioned uh, here on our show that uh, that Fox wants SmackDown to have more of a sports feel. Fox is the home of college football. Uh, it's the home of NFL football on Sundays and NFL Thursday night football. Um, so they uh, they also uh, have a contract with UFC. Uh, I believe I believe there's still NASCAR on Fox. Um, so there's a. Uh, there's a there's a lot of stuff uh, there's a lot of stuff that's on Fox that's sports related, um, so they are uh, Fox is uh, reportedly wanting to add Daniel Cormier to the SmackDown Live uh, broadcasts as a um, they're trying to add him as a commentator they want uh wwe to give him a tryout as a commentator and add him to the show uh presumably presumably to give it a more uh sports feel and because he's also on their uh ufc on fox panel um so they already have him as a talking head um on their one combat sports show so i'm guessing they're thinking that they can translate him over to a wwe and the people who may be skeptical would be like oh okay i guess i can watch this dc is here um another uh another roster member who they are wanting to move over to raw or move over to smackdown from raw uh, is of course the former UFC, well, what was she, bantamweight, uh, women's champion? I don't know, strawweight? No, it wasn't strawweight. I, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but Ronda Rousey. Uh, so reportedly, Fox wants Ronda Rousey on SmackDown uh, for SmackDown's move to Fox. Um, so they're uh, they're trying to they're trying to make that happen. Um, so it would be uh, that would be interesting. Um, one thing that I'm really uh, trying to figure out what they're gonna do is I know that they want it to be more of a sports field, but it's still pro wrestling. Um, so I would imagine that they could present it more like how they did. Uh, the cruiserweight classic which me personally i loved the presenta- presentation of the cruiserweight classic i love the presentation of the may young classic uh it does give it more of a sports feel um but i would also still like to have feuds and storylines um i believe that there is a way to kind of meld that approach to marry that approach of feuds and storylines and backstage bits with giving it a more uh sports feel uh i think you could there's different types of storylines that you could bring forward uh to give it a more sports feel um you know maybe play off of the Le'Veon bell situation and have a wrestler 
um, a wrestler could feud with management over wanting uh, a better contract or or something along those lines, you know, um, or a or a wrestler could feud, um, you know, feuds could be more based on uh, who's better. Um, they could introduce a rankings system and not have it be corny like that SmackDown Top 10. Uh, don't have it be so arbitrary. Give us a real criteria of the rankings and and how to move up the rankings uh keep keep tracks uh keep better track of wins and losses um have that factor in into the rankings so that way the rankings actually mean something and uh so you you can you can see the reasoning behind somebody wanting to fight um like nah I'm number 6 you're number you know, I'm you know, I'm number six. You're number three. I need to move up. Like, you know what I'm saying? We could have, uh, we could have stuff like that, and then and and people begin to not like each other, uh, based off of those things. Um, I I just I think there's uh there's a lot of potential, and uh, a lot of these stories would seem uh would probably seem a little bit more fresh, uh, because uh. Pro wrestling has most promotions have strayed so far from trying to make it seem like a legitimate sport. Uh, give that legitimate sports feel. I would say currently on television, uh, probably the best at making it feel. Uh, currently on television, like in mainstream uh, American television, the who's the best at making it feel like a sport to me. Uh, and playing up the competition aspect is probably ROH. Um, just with their style of commentary and everything that they do, um, it feels a little bit more legit. Um, so it's... Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, what Fox... Uh, what Fox does with SmackDown. Um, what, Fox, what Fox can get out of... Uh, what Fox can get out of these guys. Um, and also interested to see, will WWE let Ronda Rousey go to SmackDown? Um, they are, I mean, they got the bag. They got the bag for SmackDown. Um, so are they, you know, Raw is their cash cow. Uh, Vince, obviously, uh, you know, has a special place for Raw. Raw is the A show. No matter what we as fans think, Raw is the number one show. If you're their top star, they want you to be on Raw. Raw's the flagship. Um, will they allow Ronda Rousey to go to SmackDown? Personally, I don't see it. Because, I don't know. But with how hot Becky Lynch is right now and how hot Becky Lynch is making women's wrestling, do we move in 2019, late 2019, 
because presumably by this time we could have already had the Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch face off at WrestleMania. Presumably we could have by this time we've already had we could have already had that. So does that mean that later on Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Ladies and gentlemen... What's up? Welcome back. Uh, we had some time off after Thanksgiving. I did a early episode where I just said what I was thankful for. Um, didn't really recap the weekend wrestling uh, at all. Actually, I didn't at all. Um, and uh, didn't didn't get any news in the quick hits for you. So... Uh, that's what we're going to start with today. We're switching up the format a little bit. We're going to jump right into the quick hits before we start doing the show recaps. So, uh, I missed it last week. I missed talking about it last week. But, let's just start with the elephant in the room. Um, the giant elite elephant. That's in the room. All Elite Wrestling. Uh, That's the big rumor that's going around. Uh, So just to break it down a little bit. uh, All Elite Wrestling has reportedly filed for several trademarks, including All Out, uh, Double or Nothing, which has been the rumored uh, title of All In 2, Tuesday Night Dynamite which sounds like it may be a weekly show, um, and some other, uh, and some other trademarks. Reportedly, um, the All Elite Wrestling, uh, is connected to a certain little group that may or may not be attending Marty Skrull's, uh, New Year's Day party on January 1st, but, um, they, uh, this is, reportedly, this is the Elite, and they are also backed by Chris Jericho and Jim Ross, and financing, bankrolling everything, is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so he's given up on, he hasn't given up on football, but the Jaguars are terrible right now, so he'd, uh, rather see what's going on with wrestling, I guess. But um, Jericho and Jim Ross have denied this. But I mean, of course they would, right? Um, so they have denied this, but the trademarks were registered 
to the address where the Jacksonville Jaguars have their headquarters and their stadium. So, uh, if if everything is true, uh, the promotion would be looking to get a major TV deal uh, up and running in 2020. Um, so this is this is interesting. Um, all Elite Wrestling, if if it's a real thing, the Elite. First, it's you got the whole Elite, which is one of the hottest uh, groups in wrestling, probably the hottest group of free agents. Uh, that you can bring in uh, weekly they're doing uh, weekly they're doing pretty decent numbers uh, on being the elite now of course these numbers that they have uh, that they're getting with just being the elite wouldn't compare to WWE numbers but like say you have all elite wrestling Tuesday Night Dynamite on Fight TV weekly doing uh, being the elite numbers, then maybe we might be looking at something here. And then we put more money behind it, more ad dollars, and not only do you have the elite who are uh, kind of seen as the coolest thing in wrestling by a lot of people um, and and on the internet, and everybody has seen the Bullet Club shirts, and there's people who've seen the Bullet Club shirts that aren't completely aware what bullet club is and what wrestling is so it's like oh these are those guys from the shirts okay you know so um there's that (coughs) excuse me and then depending on the talent pool that all elite would have to work with uh are they signing talent to exclusive deals or will they be able to have uh kind of like how mlw has uh, impact wrestlers show up on their show sometimes or 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 stuff like that would they be able to would they be able to would it be something like all in where we have uh Brian Cage is also appearing on Tuesday night dynamite on all elite wrestling and uh you know Sammy Callahan and um you know Joey Janela when he gets healed up um Joey Ryan so uh, there's a lot, there's still a lot of moving pieces, it's still uh, a lot to figure out, uh, but it's really interesting, and I am super interested uh, going forward to see what happens. Um, leading into the rest of the quick hits, the formation of, the possible formation of AEW is also one of the driving forces behind WWE signing so much indie talent. Um, Vince McMahon, apparently, the uh, the edict has gone out backstage. Of course, I don't know. I'm not an insider. But, reportedly, the edict has gone out backstage. Like, alright, let's go. Uh, let's bring them in. Um, of course, they're still heavily courting the elite, the Young Bucks. Um but they want to they want to go ahead and bring in as much indie talent as possible uh because they uh because they want to limit the talent pool for all elite wrestling and of course uh Vince McMahon has seen after they tried to block the ROH and New Japan Super Show at um Madison Square Garden and then that show 
went on to sell out. So WWE is aware that, okay, people do have other places to go and they are making money. And even though they may not be touching us and hurting us like how WCW was, uh, you know, we are, we are losing out on names and our status as number one isn't being challenged, but it's being challenged. It's enough now for them to take notice. So it's interesting. Hopefully this leads to better WWE programming. Um, but we'll see. And hopefully these signings aren't wasted. Like, uh, it would suck to, to see some of these, some of these names I'm going to get to later show up in WWE and then just not be used. Uh, so speaking of names showing up in WWE, uh, WWE is reportedly very interested in Trevor Lee, um, there were also reports that they were interested in Silas Young, but it appears that uh, Silas Young is going to be staying with Ring of Honor uh, for the foreseeable future. But, uh, yeah, port, uh, reportedly WWE very interested in Trevor Lee from Impact Wrestling. Uh, looks like his Impact uh, contract has expired. Um and he's given the indication that he already knows what's next for him. Um, also rumored is Shane Strickland, whose house? Swerve's house. Uh, is going to be headed to NXT. If you follow this show, you know I've mentioned Shane Strickland uh, a few times. I like I like Shane Strickland. He's one of my favorite indie guys in the world right now. Um and I've also mentioned that I felt Shane Strickland would be in the WWE uh, sooner rather than later. Um, this is a little bit sooner than I have expected. Uh, reportedly, the rumor is going around that uh, WWE is trying to have Shane Strickland ready to start in NXT in January. Uh, so next month. Um, because it's December now, guys. Whoa. Um, but yeah, reportedly the rumor is, uh, they are looking to have, uh, they're looking to have him ready to start in, uh, NXT in January. Um, they're trying to have a big January class. Uh, so let's, let's put on our speculative hats here. Uh, they're looking to bring in a bunch of new faces in January. Um, They've already uh, brought in uh, guys like Punishment Martinez that we haven't seen on television yet. Um, so I'm thinking that, and we also had a rumor come out um, that EC3 um, was supposed to have been called up over SummerSlam weekend, but suffered a concussion. And now they're just waiting for the right storyline to kind of bring him up which kind of explains how he's just why he's just been kind of like putt-putting around in NXT because they he's not really supposed to be there which I'm honestly surprised that he didn't just start off 
on the main roster, but like I was excited for a EC3 NXT run. Um, I haven't really gotten anything, but at this point, we're I'm just waiting for the main roster run. Uh, the NXT run has been a little disappointing, but he was always uh, EC3 was always a main roster gimmick. Like EC3 has always been a main roster guy. Like that's that's where he would shine. NXT isn't necessarily the format for EC3. Um, unless you're just gonna let him go out and talk all the time. Uh, which they haven't. But anyway, um, they're looking to have a big class in January, uh, introduce some new faces, so I'm thinking that there's gonna be some current faces moving up to the roster uh and we might see that transition around royal rumble time because that's you can just introduce somebody in the rumble um like oh you know this guy entered the rumble and we i mean they've had nxt guys in the rumble before one of the questions is all right well is this guy here now Uh, sometimes you knew that he wasn't like when adam cole showed up uh and when alma showed up and he was still champion but um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that you kind of got to look at and, and see, uh, and see what's going on. So, uh, my picks, uh, for guys who could end up popping up at, uh, on the main roster, well, they're already given us Lars Sullivan. So Lars Sullivan is on his way out. Lars Sullivan's headed to the main roster. Um, the way that they're pushing him makes me feel like he's gonna show up at TLC or the first Raw or SmackDown after TLC is when he's gonna officially make his debut. That's that's just what I'm... the vibe I'm getting. Um... I could be completely wrong, though. Who knows? Uh, Who else? I feel like Aleister Black could have his NXT arc wrapped up by the time the the takeover comes for uh, for Royal Rumble weekend. I could see I could see Aleister Black heading to the main roster. Um, let's see, who else? Um, I mean, EC3's a given. I could see Alistair Black headed out of there. Velveteen Dream. I'm like, but with Velveteen, I wonder if. With Velveteen, I wonder if uh, he might be, if he might win the belt before he leaves, because that that reaction that they had for him at the last takeover uh, for the false winning the belt was, uh, or the, not the false winning the belt, but the false finishes, like, 
I think the crowd was ready to see the Dream get the belt. And I feel like that feeling is only going to intensify the more he stays around because he just improves each time you see him out. So, I'm thinking... I'm thinking that we might get a Velveteen title run, a short one, um, Royal Rumble, takeover, he wins it, and then, uh, I don't know, you can hear my cat, one of them, and get in the house, alright, uh, <laughs> I think Velveteen could possibly win the title at the Royal Rumble takeover and then lose the title at the WrestleMania takeover and then we see him uh, on Monday night, you know? Because uh, Velveteen Dream uh, Raw After Mania debut would be crazy. It would be bonkers. The pop would be huge. People would go absolutely nuts. Uh, so, I, I could, I could see, I could see that happening. Um, but I'm expecting that we are gonna start getting some NXT guys sprinkled in, um, start getting some debuts, and maybe even like, uh, not in the traditional sense where, you know, they just wait for the first television show after a big pay per view or after a big takeover, and have somebody pop up, I'm thinking that we might get some more vignettes, and more, uh, debuts, because they need, uh, they need to clear some space, uh, so this January class, um, could also have, uh, in potential to Trevor Lee and Shane Strickland, uh, it could also be, uh, looks like they're aiming to have ACH, who is somebody who I've been a fan of for a while now, uh, was a big fan when he was still in ROH, um, uh, if you guys remember that, I think it was like a best of five series, or best of seven series that him and Matt Seidel had, that was just great, um, a lot of fun, um, but, uh, yeah, so ACH is also supposed to be starting in January. Uh, so that ACH, Shane Strickland, Ricochet matches just sound amazing. Give me all of that. Give me a lot of that for the uh, North American Championship. Give me a lot of that. Uh, throw Adam Cole in there, too. Um, oh, man, that sounds like so much fun, right? Like, Shane Strickland... Ricochet, uh, ACH, Adam Cole, that sounds, that sounds like a ridiculously good time, um, but, uh, all, in, in addition to Trevor Lee, and also Sam Shaw, um, I don't know if you guys remember Samuel Shaw, he's been doing his thing on the Indies, he's got a really great look, pause, I mean, his look is just main, WWE main roster written all over it, um, but uh Sam Shaw is also uh <clears throat> he was around in N- uh NXT TNA uh for a while I think he's popped up on TNA Gut Check back when they used to do that 
Um, and then he was in their developmental at OVW when they took over OVW. Uh, but I think his most memorable uh, character for television uh, is when he was like stalking Christy Hemi. Uh, Sam Shaw and uh, the the they nicknamed him Creepy Bastard. <laughs> so that was a that was a weird uh, that was a weird gimmick. Uh, that was a weird story arc. Uh, but but that happened. Um, so continuing the signings, uh, Walter signed with uh, the European sensation Walter. Uh, signed with NXT UK. Uh, so NXT UK, uh, if you haven't seen the show, it's a uh, it's an interesting brand right now. Um, I would say it's kind of it's a little bit light on storylines and everything. But these are the first tapings, and they're still kind of introducing the audience to the. Um, they're still kind of introducing the audience to the characters and and what's going on and then plus like we know that these tapings happened like months ago that we're seeing right now uh so it's you know it's just it's it's different um if you're like used to like the weekly shows and not used to watching like stuff that's so far taped uh in advance i mean nxt is taped in advance but i don't know we I think we've gotten to a point where they're not introducing people to us. So, like, it, I don't know. It, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> I feel like somebody out there can be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get, I get what he's trying to say. But uh, I feel like uh, NXT UK television, it's, I've, the show is just on, only going to get better. It's a really talented roster. And once they kind of start fleshing out issues between members on the roster and we can kind of see what's going on because right now there's only like i'd say there's maybe like two or three feuds happening or it's like beginning of feuds and you're like oh i think these two kind of don't like each other probably but uh but it's just a bunch of really good matches um and like promos of people like establishing who they are and what their motivations are uh but but yeah, it's a it's it's interesting. I say go ahead and get in on the ground floor now. Uh and next year when people are making their best of 2019 lists and there's NX and there's like two or three NXT UK feuds on there and NXT UK matches, you you want to already be in the know and be like, "Yeah, I remember when that whole feud first started." You know what I'm saying? So you can look cool on Twitter. Um but yeah, the point of all that is that Walter signs with <laughs> NXT UK, uh, wrestles in WXW, wrestles in Progress, wrestles in OTT, a uh, bunch of European promotions. Uh, he's one of the most talked about guys in the world right now. If you don't know who he is, just look him up just and just watch his chops. That's all you need. Um, so Walter and his chops coming to NXT UK. Um, reportedly he really didn't want to move to the States. Uh, he was really against that move to, uh, that move. Um, but so he, now he doesn't have to, and he's, uh, he's going to be able to continue to live in Europe.
Uh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about in our quick hits? Uh, yes. Uh, I guess this is this is the last one that we're going to cover. Uh, reportedly, Fox uh, SmackDown Live is going to be moving to Fox in 2019. Um, so, reportedly, Fox wants some changes to the show. Uh, I've mentioned uh, here on our show that uh, that Fox wants SmackDown to have more of a sports feel. Fox is the home of college football. Uh, it's the home of NFL football on Sundays and NFL Thursday night football. Um, so they, uh, they also, uh, have a contract with UFC, uh, I believe, I believe there's still NASCAR on Fox, um, so there's, uh, there's a, there's a lot of stuff, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's on Fox that's sports related, um, so they are, uh, Fox is uh, reportedly wanting to add Daniel Cormier to the SmackDown Live uh, broadcasts as a, um, they're trying to add him as a commentator. They want uh, WWE to give him a tryout as a commentator and add him to the show, uh, presumably presumably to give it a more uh, sports feel and because he's also on their uh, UFC on Fox panel. Um, so they already have him as a talking head um, on their one combat sports show. So I'm guessing they're thinking that they can translate him over to a WWE. And the people who may be skeptical would be like, oh, okay, I guess I can watch this. DC is here. Um, another, uh, another roster member who they are wanting to move over to Raw or move over to SmackDown from Raw uh, is, of course, the former UFC, well, what was she, Bantamweight uh, women's champion? I don't know. Strawweight? No, it wasn't Strawweight. I, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but Ronda Rousey. Uh, so reportedly Fox wants Ronda Rousey on SmackDown uh, for SmackDown's move to Fox. Um... So they're uh, they're trying to they're trying to make that happen. Um, so it would be uh, that would be interesting. Um, one thing that I'm really uh, trying to figure out what they're gonna do is I know that they want it to be more of a sports field, but it's still pro wrestling. Um, so I would imagine that they could present it more like how they did. Uh, the cruiserweight classic which me personally i loved the present presentation of the cruiserweight classic i love the presentation of the may young classic uh it does give it more of a sports feel um but i would also still like to have feuds and storylines um i believe that there is a way to kind of meld that approach to marry that approach of feuds and storylines and backstage bits with giving it a more uh sports feel uh i think you could 
there's different types of storylines that you could bring forward uh, to give it a more sports feel. Um, you know, maybe play off of the Le'Veon Bell situation and have a wrestler, um, a wrestler could feud with management over wanting uh, a better contract or or something along those lines, you know, um, or a or a wrestler could feud, um, you know, feuds could be more based on, uh, who's better, um, they could introduce a rankings system, and not have it be corny like that SmackDown Top 10, um, don't have it be so arbitrary, give us a real criteria of the rankings, and, and how to move up the rankings, uh, keep, keep tracks, uh, keep better track of wins and losses, um, have that factor in, into the rankings, so that way the rankings actually mean something, and, uh, so you, you can, you can see the reasoning behind somebody wanting to fight, um, like, nah, I'm number six, you're number you know, I'm, you know, I'm number six, you're number three, I need to move up, like, you know what I'm saying, we could have, uh, we could have stuff like that, and then, and, and people begin to not like each other, uh, based off of those things, um, I, I just, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of potential, and, uh, a lot of these stories would seem, uh, would probably seem a little bit more fresh, uh, because, uh, pro wrestling has most promotions have strayed so far from trying to make it seem like a legitimate sport uh give that legitimate sports feel i would say currently on television uh probably the best at making it feel uh currently on television like in mainstream uh american television the who's the best at making it feel like a sport to me uh, and playing up the competition aspect is probably ROH. Um, just with their style of commentary and everything that they do, um, it feels a little bit more legit. Um, so it's... Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, what Fox... Uh, what Fox does with SmackDown. Uh, what, Fox, what Fox can get out of... Uh, what Fox can get out of these guys, um, and also interested to see, will WWE let Ronda Rousey go to SmackDown, um, they are, I mean, they got the bag, they got the bag for SmackDown, um, so are they, you know, Raw is their cash cow, uh, Vince, obviously, uh, you know, has a special place for Raw. Raw is the A show. No matter what we as fans think, Raw is the number one show. If you're their top star, they want you to be on Raw. Raw's the flagship. Um, will they allow Ronda Rousey to go to SmackDown? Personally, I don't see it. Because, I don't know. But with how hot Becky Lynch is, 
right now and how hot Becky Lynch is making women's wrestling, do we move in 2019, late 2019? Because presumably by this time, we could have already had the Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch face-off at WrestleMania. Presumably we could have, by this time, we've already had, we could have already had that. So, does that mean that later on, All right, guys, we're jumping into our recaps here, Uh, jumping right into uh, Monday Night Raw. There was a lot of stuff that a lot of people had to say about this show. Um, Honestly, and at this time of year leading up to TLC, it's always just kind of like, you know, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, (laughs) We'll see. uh, We'll see what everybody thinks about. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Um, Okay. So, uh, I think the show started off uh, with uh, with Baron Corbin and his uh, his his new stable, I guess, uh, is what they are. Uh, So, they were um, they were all uh, in the ring. And, uh, they, uh, so, so they start, they start things off in the ring. I'm just stuttering. (laughs) Um, Baron Corbin, uh, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush. Uh, they are kind of talking shit about what they did to Braun Strowman. Um, Baron Corbin shows a video package highlighting the destruction that they caused, um, then he let us know that, uh, Corbin lets us know that he's going to become the permanent GM at TLC, uh, because Braun Strowman won't be able to make the match. So, uh, Braun Strowman is out, officially out for TLC. Um, I hope that, uh, cause Baron Corbin was talking about waiting, the, uh, waiting for the count out, um, and to win by forfeit. And then, uh, and then he's going to celebrate being the new general manager. I think that we, at TLC, we should be getting that countdown. And then right before we get to 10, all of a sudden you hear Kurt Angle's music. And he comes down to the ring and destroys Corbin. And no more Corbin general manager shenanigans. Uh, even though I really like Corbin in this role, like I feel like it's time for him to just go back to being a wrestler or something. Like that's that's what we should do he's a wrestler man even though he's been really good at this he's been really great at this if he's not hurt uh like like we'll get to it later with uh alexa bliss like i guess i guess that's okay but uh yeah man just get corbin in the ring let corbin do his thing he can still wrestle with a shirt on um so anyway they're they're talking their shit um elias comes out uh really funny uh, he interrupts, so uh, Elias's mega push is 
is still is still going on. Isn't a mega push? Um, I feel like it should be a mega push, uh, especially now that uh, Strowman's out. You know, uh, who else uh, outside of Seth and Finn? Who else is that over with the crowd? Like Elias. Um, anyway, um, Elias comes down, uh, talks a little trash, ends up uh, in a match with. Uh, Bobby Lashley. So uh, the match is going on. Uh, During the match, Leo Rush pulls the referee out of position when it looked like Elias had the win. Um, There's a DQ. Corbin restarts the match, says, oh, yeah, I got interrupted. Didn't get to tell you guys this was a no DQ. Uh, And basically everybody, their whole crew, uh, ends up destroying Elias, uh, and they, they beat him up, and then outside of the ring, everybody beats him up outside of the ring, and then Lashley hits a spear on the outside, uh, one, two, three, when they get back in the ring, Lashley beats, uh, Elias, um, let's see, yeah, so it's, it's definitely, like, they're letting, they're letting Corbin do his thing, uh, just really kind of turn up right now, um, as the, as the GM, and, uh, it feels like the last, uh, it feels like the last hurrah, uh, I really do think that we're gonna get, uh, I really do think that we're gonna get Kurt Angle showing up at TLC, and, uh, and beating Corbin and taking his job back, um, that's, that's just how I see it playing out, uh, (coughs) excuse me, next up, uh, Lucha House Party versus The Revival, uh, I like both of these teams, um, stable, I guess, for Lucha House Party, um, it's kind of weird to me that they get to do this Freed Bird rule, three guys all the time, like, the New Day does it, but, like, I don't know, Somehow it's, I guess, I don't know, maybe we're, uh, maybe just because I'm not, uh, I'm not watching 205 Live as much, but the New Day, I feel like they're all established, uh, characters, and then they all, they all, they let them compete in singles, uh, they let them switch it up with who's gonna be representing the tag team, uh, Lucha House Party, at least on Raw so far, just feels like it's just all three of them, you know? And I I think maybe we need some individuality a little bit, because um, Kalisto is uh, probably the most well-known to main roster casual fans, uh, because he's, he's, he's had a run before on the main roster, uh, so Kalisto is definitely the, I guess, the most known, um, but he's, but even with that, like, he's always in a unit, you know, Lucha Dragons, like, it's always, uh, you always feel like Kalisto just isn't by himself, so he kind of doesn't feel like the, I guess, like a, like a strong, stable leader, like, leader of a stable, so it's, I don't know, man. I, I, 
and maybe I just maybe this could all be solved by watching 205 live more uh, which I should definitely start doing but um, yeah I don't know something about Lucha House Party like I like them they're exciting in the ring uh, but there's just something about this introductory period uh, on the main roster that's just not jiving with me not working Um, so I just haven't really been interested in anything that they've done with the revival so far. Uh, so they, uh, uh, the revival calls out Lucha House Party, uh, they have a match, and, um, Lucha House Party wins. (laughs) So, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Um... Yeah, they're they're really fun to watch. Um they they're they're always going to be they're always going to be fun to watch. Uh Lucha the Lucha style is great. But uh yeah, man, I don't know. Give them more character development, I guess. Uh just something they need something. <laughs> Lucha House Party needs something. Uh, next up on Raw, uh, we had uh, Nia Jax uh, cutting a promo, long form promo that was interrupted by Ronda Rousey. Uh, and if you guys haven't noticed so far, this this recap session is just basically going to be, uh, it's not really going to be in depth. It's just me kind of telling you guys what happened and what I thought about it, which is kind of like what it always is, but the, the, what happened part isn't going to be as in depth. Uh, anyway, yeah, right. Let me tell you guys that like halfway through the podcast. Anyway, uh, Nia Jax, uh, she came out and she kind of had some lines about putting, uh, Becky Lynch on the shelf uh, because of the concussion and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's one thing WWE seems like, uh, cause there are some lines about Roman and stuff like that too. Uh, so it looks like WWE is, uh, just gonna start making use of like real life injuries and, and all that kind of stuff. Cause we, we know these stories when they come out anyway. So it looks like they're uh, gonna start making use of real life injuries and, and uh and and other things and storylines they're trying to be uh a little bit more realistic um also you see that with the the Natty Neidhart and uh Ruby Riot Riot Squad storyline they they're playing off uh Natty's father's actual death um which i feel like it's kind of like i mean i know they had to let her grieve and and stuff but, and I might sound like an asshole, but I feel like if you're gonna play off the off uh, Natty's dad dying, uh, we're a little bit late in the game for that. Like you know what I mean? Like it's he's he's been dead already for a little bit, uh, a few months now. It's like I don't know. It just feels weird. But um, anyway. Even though that would be more gross, I guess, just doing it like right after it happened. How about we just not? How about we just not use an actual death in an angle? But anyway, uh, 
So Nia Jax came out and she cuts like a shitty ass promo about uh, Becky Lynch. And I really like Nia, uh, but this just uh, Chief said, Chief called and he said that uh, that ain't it. Um, Nia Jax said she was on top of the women's division on Raw. So finally Ronda Rousey comes out there. Uh, Looks like Ronda Rousey had like pink eye or some kind of shit going on with her eyes. Uh, And and it wasn't her usual crazy makeup. Um, Ronda Rousey came out and basically said that she'd rip uh, Nia's arm off. Um, Ronda also like stumbled really bad at the beginning of the promo. Like she kind of had to take a second. And then the crowd, like, started up Ronda Rousey chants and stuff like that. But, um, man, it was, it was, it was kind of, it was a little bit, this segment was a little bit of a mess. Uh, so, um, Tamina and Nia Jax were about to double team, uh, Ronda Rousey. Natty came running out to make the save. The Riot, Riot Squad showed up out of nowhere and, uh, fucked up Natty. And so then uh, Ronda Rousey came. She helped out Natty. Um, it was just really a mess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, WWE is doing the best that they can. Um, they're playing off the, the whole Becky Lynch thing. It was the, the hottest thing going a couple weeks ago. Uh, Becky is still the, the, the best thing smoking. Um so yeah, but we'll we'll see uh we'll see what happens. Um they they did a good thing by uh kinda playing off of Nia Jax, uh the the whole everybody hating her for hurting Becky. Um so it's 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 making this match a little bit more interesting, I guess. Um but at the same time kinda not because like the same fans who were all on Becky's jock are uh, not necessarily going to be rocking with Ronda. So that's going to be an interesting match as far as crowd reaction. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I think this is the match where we get the crowd back on Ronda's side uh, after Survivor Series because um, they definitely hate Jax more than her. Uh, Authors of Pain versus uh Bobby Roode and Chad Gable for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh AOP um AOP comes out and uh you know there's both there's inset promos for both. Uh my man Drake Maverick kind of says that uh Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are going to be as scared as he was at Survivor Series. Um then Bobby Roode and Chad Gable just sounded a little bit more focused in their promo. Um, Drake Maverick stole Bobby Roode's glorious robe uh, backstage and also peed on it, which they showed on the Titan Tron. Uh, that distraction allowed uh, Akam and Razar to win. So, uh, you know, we have... Uh, the tag team division on Raw getting dis- disrespected, and they decide to um, answer that by centering a championship match around the manager pissing on one of the participants' uh, ring wear. So, uh, I don't know. 
I guess that's <laughs> I guess that's how we were rocking. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't the the whole piss thing. It wasn't like it was kind of like what the fuck. Like at Survivor Series, but it was just kind of like all right, cool. Like the big four, like you can allow like some wacky shit to go down or something like that. But like we're gonna keep going with this piss thing. Like no, man, I'm not. I'm not rolling. Um, AOP is a monstrous tag team. Um, we this isn't something that we need. Uh, next up, Ember Moon with Kurt Hawkins versus Alicia Fox with Gender Mahal. Um, Kurt Hawkins is Ember Moon's new partner for the Mixed Match Challenge. Um, this not much to this match. Uh, Ember Moon beats Alicia Fox as she should with the Eclipse. After the match, uh, Kurt Hawkins celebrated like a madman. So that's kind of funny. Um, I guess we'll see if he breaks his losing streak. Will they even count it as him breaking his losing streak? Because it's, uh, you know, it's it'll be tag competition. Um, let's see. Then right right after that, uh, Jinder Mahal has a match against uh, No Way Jose. So No Way Jose's conga line comes out. And interrupts uh, Kurt Hawkins' celebration, um, and basically, Jinder uh, Mahal gets the win over No Way Jose. Low key, I kind of forgot that No Way Jose uh, was still signed with the company. Um, it sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel bad for him. He's I think he could do a whole lot better. I feel like No Way Jose would be a whole lot better on the indies. Like, uh, I could see, like, No Way Jose popping up and having, like, a recurring bit on being the elite or something like that. Like, I feel like that would be the way to maximize his star potential. Because he does have potential, but, like, the way that WWE is set up, unless he goes through, like, a complete gimmick change and probably, like, a look change, I don't know... I think we're dead in the water with him. Uh, next up, Seth Rollins uh, had his open challenge uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Seth came out, told us that he was trying to refocus after uh, Dean's, uh, you know, after the whole thing with Dean Ambrose. So he uh, is going to do the open challenges. Dolph Ziggler was the first uh, respondent to the open challenge. Um, so it was a, I mean, it's Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins, so it's not going to be a bad match. Um, Rollins wins. He hits that superplex into the Falcon Arrow combo. Uh, good match, but we've seen this a zillion times. Um, we... It's time to, uh, I think the open challenge, uh, the whole open challenge thing, it's a good way to kind of let different people uh, get a chance to get a shot. People who wouldn't have gotten a shot uh, ordinarily, like when, uh, like, what was that, a few years ago, I still trip out about that match uh, when Neville 
or, or Pac, uh, had made it to the main roster, and he had, uh, they ended up having a WWE championship match between him and Seth Rollins, uh, that was, that was awesome, um, like when Sami Zayn made his debut during the John Cena Open Challenges, or when Kevin Owens made his debut, like, those kind of moments are what the Open Challenge should be for, uh, or just a chance to really put on a showcase of a match, like when Cesaro and John Cena had that great U.S. title match, um, during the Open Challenge, uh, earlier in the day before Raw, uh, Apollo Crews had retweeted Seth's, uh, tweet about the open challenge like Apollo Crews versus Seth Rollins would have been a great type of matchup for this open challenge or you could even have somebody come up from NXT uh like open challenge uh after mania and EC3 answers that would be great or they're ready for EC3 to pop up open challenge is a perfect way to debut him um let's see Uh, the next thing that we have is, uh, Baron, uh, actually Alexa Bliss hosting, uh, an open forum with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Uh, so Baron Corbin, uh, has made Alexa Bliss the, um, the, the new leader of the women's division. Uh, so Alexa Bliss is holding an open forum uh with the fans asking questions uh for Sasha Banks and Bailey um but this this doesn't go go on too long Alexa Bliss uh basically hijacks uh the fan questions and tries to convince uh Sasha and Bailey to turn on each other um and then uh Bailey and Sasha Banks are just kind of talking shit to Alexa Bliss. Uh, so Mickey James, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke, who's heel again, I guess, uh, try to try to jump Sasha and Bailey, uh, and then Sasha and Bailey uh, basically uh, fend them off and stand tall. Uh, I'm really, 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 really disappointed with the what they're doing with the Boston Hug connection. Uh, they are over. They could be even more over if they got behind them. Uh, people, people love them, and they are great. They are legitimately really good, and they have really good chemistry. Um, I guess I feel like at this point for WWE, it's time to shit or get off the pot uh, with these women tag team titles. Like you had the perfect opportunity to announce it and have a tournament leading up to Evolution uh, that would have built the show but they didn't do that um they could have even just been like hey surprise like women's tag team titles after evolution and started a tournament but they haven't done that um but they are i see them trying to put together units trying to put together uh more women in stables and tag team type formations and team them up uh but for what they're not they don't have belts to compete over um and then you're just going to end up with weird feuds like Natty fighting three chicks. Uh, like, I don't, for, you know what I mean? Because they don't like her dad or something. So, I I don't know, man. Uh, 
they either let and you're just you're just holding Sasha Banks and Bailey hostage and I know that not everybody can be uh in the title picture and right now you got a lot of stuff going on uh like on SmackDown you got Becky Lynch who's one of the hottest wrestlers in the company so uh you know they can't take they can't move her uh Charlotte is heating up again um you got uh you got Asuka in the mix who they just put in the championship match um on Raw you got uh Nia Jax you got uh you got Ronda Rousey uh and Alexa Bliss is going to be in the mix she's still a huge part of that division she just can't compete currently but I understand that not everybody can be the title the number one contender and you got a lot of stuff going on but there has to be some kind of I don't know, there has to be a better story than this for Sasha Banks and Bailey, or just let them feud with each other, bring that back around, like, just, just something, man, just something, uh, something better than this, like, even that whole, oh, now they're on the team at Survivor Series, like, that was just not good, man, not good. Uh, let's see. The main event um, was Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor. Um, basically, it started off as a fair match. Um, and then Baron Corbin dodges the coup de gras, And then he makes it a handicap match and brings out Drew McIntyre. Um and then as soon as that happens, Drew McIntyre just uh, obliterates Balor with the Claymore. Uh, Bobby Lashley ends up coming down here, and uh, they just they hit the beat down on on Finn. Uh, so it, it was basically the uh, it was basically the same thing that happened in the in the beginning. Um, and I get what they're doing. They they're they're building Corbin as like this big bad terrible force who has the power and is just messing people up uh but um uh, I don't know there's there's like there's not much else going on like it just feels it feels like we're in that holding pattern uh before they start trying to ramp things up for the road to mania so I'm expecting things to kind of be like, eh, um, leading into TLC. Uh, and then I'm thinking that they're going to try to throw some throw some uh, surprises and some big developments at us at TLC. And then coming out of TLC, uh, we're really going to start to try to pick things up uh, leading into the Royal Rumble and on the road to WrestleMania. Um So let's see. Uh, what else do we have? Next up, uh, looks like we're going to go ahead and jump into SmackDown. Um, SmackDown. Uh, let's see what happened on SmackDown. Uh, the man returned. Uh, Becky Lynch, and that's how we started off the show. Uh Becky Lynch comes down to the ring. Huge pop from the fans, of course. Um, 
she uh Becky Lynch let us know that she got she still want to smoke with Ronda and then she called out Charlotte um Lynch basically uh let us let us and Charlotte know uh that she wasn't here for for uh what Charlotte did at the pay-per-view um and uh she she said that uh Charlotte was trying to was obviously trying to copy her uh Charlotte is like nah fam you've been riding my coattails uh so a little bit of a little bit of a back and forth um a little bit of a back and forth uh between the two and then Paige announces a TLC match uh for uh for the pay-per-view by the same name um between the two at uh at the paper or, or yeah at the pay-per-view uh so uh, after that, uh, Zelina Vega, uh, the Iconics, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, they all come out and they said, like, yo, we could have beat Ronda Rousey down too. And then um, Naomi and Asuka and Carmella and Lana was like, yo, us too. So Paige was like, all right, bet. All y'all, all y'all want to smoke? Then we're going to have a battle royal. And whoever wins the battle royal is going to be added uh, to the Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair match. Now, having a match and adding someone and making it a triple threat to the championship match is basically how uh, this whole uh, this whole new attitude Becky Lynch has and the uh, and the feud between her and Charlotte kicked off uh, anyway. So I wonder if they're gonna play off that somehow in the finish of this match, uh, but. <laughs> I don't really know what exactly they would do. I think it would have to be, like, they'd have to play off of it and make it, like, a false finish. Uh, like, somehow, um, you know, like, Charlotte tries to take out... Oh, Asuka wins the Battle Royal, guys. Uh, so, Char- somehow, Charlotte tries to take out Asuka, but then Becky Lynch stops it at the last second. Like, I think that would be a cool way to uh, to kind of play up into it. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Becky Lynch is she's the man. That's that's really uh, that's that's really what she is right now. Um, so it's uh, so it's uh, it's interesting. I am interested in this match, especially with uh, especially with Oscar being the uh, the other person. Um, next up, the bar. Uh, they have an open challenge. Everybody's just doing open challenges now. Uh, so the Usos answer the bar's open challenge. Um, the it was a it was a good match. Uh, the Usos were uh, the Usos were being the Usos, man. They haven't been on TV that much, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, I have read some things. People were saying, like, oh, you know, they might have heat on them backstage. But there was no really reason giving, given for why they would have heat on them backstage. So I'm just going to disregard it because they are one of the WWE's top tag teams. It doesn't make sense why they aren't on TV. Uh, but there's a lot of things that don't make sense that WWE does. And sometimes they'll just be like, hey, you know, you're uh, it's not your time right now. So just wait on the bench. But... The Usos are so great, they can just pull them out of nowhere. Um, 
let them do their promos that that promo style they got them over after their heel turn and and heat them right back up because that's what they did for their heel turn they the usos weren't really doing much and then all of a sudden they let them cut those promos it's not paranoia it's the usos and like man like they were killing it like that was fire i missed those promos actually uh anyway uh, the Usos end up beating the bar. Uh, so it looks like the they have they had the Usos off TV, so it looks like they have them on a little run anyway. Um, so looks like they might be working them back into the tag title pictures. And, I mean, we, we kind of all, all know what the, it's like a three-team division on SmackDown, really. They're just going to keep rotating uh, the bar, uh the new day and uh the usos and then i guess when the bludgeon brothers are able to get off the shelf uh they'll they'll be back in the mix too um but you're not gonna get a bad match out of any combination of those three teams and the bludgeon brothers are also uh really good i just don't like their gimmick uh after after that AJ Styles comes back um and uh AJ Styles he talks about uh he talks about Daniel Bryan's heel turn uh shows videos a uh, little video package of everything also shows uh Daniel's uh Daniel's little promo from the week before um and then uh AJ kind of has something to say about Daniel Bryan missing of uh, SmackDown this week and last weekend, um, the live events, uh, and then uh, AJ tells Daniel Bryan to show up at a TLC where he'll win his title back. Um, so uh, AJ Styles, man, he's uh, he really hasn't been able to do any wrong since showing up in the WWE. Uh, the I guess the only misstep was the Y two AJ program kinda. It just kinda fell a little bit flat. Uh and it seemed like so fast with the oh yeah, we have shirts and now like I hate shirt I hate our shirts and setting it on fire. Even though it was uh even though the the execution of that whole thing was really was done really well by Chris Jericho, um it just seemed like it was too soon. Uh, but that, I'm, I wouldn't say that's on him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so AJ, AJ Styles right here, nice little promo. Um, he lets us know that he ain't playing no games and he's coming back for his belt. Uh, next up we have Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, before the match even started, uh, Shinsuke hit Rusev with the Kinshasa and um basically just kicked his ass uh and and that was it <laughs> so looks like we have a feud uh match ends in a no contest looks like we have a feud starting up between Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura which actually could be uh actually could be a really good feud um in ring this could actually be really good uh to watch and then Rusev is a whole lot better on the microphone. Um, even though Nakamura is limited in his English, uh, he still has charisma and he's still able to um, be uh, to be compelling 
on the microphone in the right situation. Like, you're not going to get a long-form promo for him from him but just some of the things that he does and the mannerisms that he has and like when he was doing the I don't speak English thing and stuff like that like it it just works and then I think that Rusev is somebody who uh could work well off of that I don't know how WWE would play this uh because both are foreign so uh the you know WWE likes to go with the the USA face uh, overcoming the foreign heel a lot, uh, but um, I don't know. We'll see. And especially with this being the United States Championship, like you know, they want to run that American angle. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Nakamura has not really had this this uh, U.S. Championship run for him. hasn't been really eventful uh so it would be a good look for for something to happen um he's like i said he's one of my favorites in the world period uh so i am um i'm looking forward to see what they can seeing what they can do uh against each other next up uh jeff hardy uh comes and celebrates 20 years in the wwe um so he comes out without the without the face paint, no hair dye. Uh, they show a they run a video package uh, paying tribute to him, um, and uh, after that he he cut a uh, he cut a promo. He kind of he thanked the fans. He thanked his family. Uh, he he told us that this wasn't um, a retirement speech, and then he told the audience. Uh, he he told the crowd, the WWE Universe, uh, to to come along with him on the rest of his journey. Um, then that's when Samoa Joe uh, pops up. Uh, he does his thing. He talks a little talks a little trash about uh, Hardy's well known uh, problems that he's had and overcoming his life. Uh, he says it's probably a bad idea to have a bottle of champagne around. Um, Joe, uh, Joe tells him that like Hardy was probably too incoherent to remember, uh, most of his career. And he says that the pedestal that Hardy is put on by so many is sickening to him. Um, the, so Joe, uh, he he continues to to try to uh tear down uh hardy but uh but jeff hardy says like hey man i'm about making moments so let's make a moment tonight uh so it's lit uh looks like it's jeff hardy versus samoa joe um i think uh yeah man uh i've been a fan of jeff hardy uh, it's hard to believe, but I've been a fan of Jeff Hardy for all these 20 years. Like when they said 20 years, I was like, what the heck? But, uh, but yeah, man, this, uh, like this little segment, this shows why, uh, why he's so loved, uh, by the fans. Uh, he just, he just seems like a real dude. Like, and all this just seemed like real, like this didn't even seem like he was faking. Like Hardy is just really about it. And he'll go out there and do anything to put on a show for the fans, and that's why we that's why we rock with him. Um, 
but and then Samoa Joe is such a fucking awesome heel. Uh, so, so yeah, just <laughs> uh, this is cool, and I'm interested in seeing. Um, I'm interested in seeing where this goes. Um, the way because people have such an emotional connection to Hardy, the way that he was able to just go after him like that, like, he's gonna legitimately piss off some fans, um, and, and that's gonna be great, uh, for this rivalry, even the people who are smart, uh, to how everything works, like, we're gonna be like, hey, man, it's a little bit, a little bit below the belt, Joe, so, uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we want, uh, next up, uh, Kofi Kingston versus The Miz, uh, and, um, there was a, it was a, it was a good match, um, late in the match, uh, Kingston almost wins the match, um, and then Miz, uh, Miz kicks out, he follows up with a spike DDT, uh, then he tries to expose the turnbuckle, uh, but Big, Big E stops him. Um, Kingston, uh, Kofi then rolls up the Miz. Uh, Miz wipes out Xavier. Uh, Woods at ringside tries to tries to switch things in his favor, um, and then Big E snatches up a chair um, so that the Miz can't use it. Uh, Miz turns around right into Trouble in Paradise, and Kofi Kingston gets the win. Um, so, I mean, it was a good match, uh, but there I don't really know why it happened. And it seems like uh, The Miz is in the middle of a slow burn face turn, possibly. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it it felt like a, uh, he could be in the middle of a slow burn face turn. So I don't I I don't really feel like this match was the start of anything. I think it was just a match just to have a match. And uh, these two guys have been around for a long time. Uh, they were both in the old. Uh, they were in the WWE version of ECW. So uh, presumably they've worked together quite a bit so it just seems like a match where it's like all right you two guys we don't really have anything going on but we want to get you on tv so go out and, go out there and have a good match guys that's kind of what it what it seems like um next up randy orton uh comes out and uh kind of has to address his attack on Rey mysterio uh he comes down to the ring with the mask that he took from him uh last week uh Randy Orton uh, says that the whole experience was euphoric. Um, he doesn't care about the history or prestige of the mask. And um, he wants to make Mysterio the latest uh, victim uh, in his long line of victims. Uh, Rey Mysterio ain't trying to hear that mess. Uh, so he pops up. Uh, comes to down to the ring he's wearing a neck brace um he fought back he he uh he starts fighting with randy um he hits two six one nines uh but randy also fights back and then he hits the um he hits 
two of those uh, draping DDTs that he does, wrap the chair around uh, Mysterio's head and sent him into the steps. Um, so Randy Orton is just being real, real nasty as a heel. Uh, Randy, uh, as as another podcast says, um, Randy might be getting a nasty award. Um, so it's uh, uh, it's actually this is where Randy Orton is at his best. Um, so, I, and the, I mean, he's, we've seen him go up against Ray before. Uh, it's also somebody who he has chemistry with. Um, so it, it should be interesting. Personally, I would, I kind of want to see Randy against one of the, the younger acts. I want to see Randy against somebody new and, and help them get over. But, um, but this is cool too. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see. Next up, the main event was the Battle Royal. Uh, so Battle Royals are Battle Royals, man. Um, Zelina Vega got, uh, dumped first. So she started, uh, beating, she uh, attacked Lana. Um, the Iconics, uh, got Lana out of there. Uh, Asuka got the Iconics out of there. Um, Mandy Rose and and Sonya Deville teamed up because, you know, that's what they, that's what they do. Um, Carmella dropped Asuka with a big ass kick, but uh, Asuka got her out of there. So the last four were um, Asuka, Sonya, Mandy, and Naomi. Um, Naomi got. Mandy out of there, uh, Sonya got, uh, Naomi out of there, and Asuka wins it all, um, so, yeah, uh, just a, just a sick kick to the face, uh, from Asuka, so, uh, yeah, man, um, I mean, there, there really wasn't, there really wasn't anybody else to put in this match, Asuka, besides Asuka, I think that the this decision was kind of influenced by uh, when it was Survivor Series and they had to uh, they had to announce Becky Lynch's replacement and the crowd popped big time for Asuka. Uh, she was the only other person who got like a like a big reaction. Like the crowd went nuts. They were like, "Oh yeah, Asuka versus Ronda Rousey," which yes, that would be awesome. Uh, but they don't. Uh, but they don't really, they don't really do anything with it. Um, so I don't know. But well, they, I mean, they need to before they get Asuka in there with Ronda. They need to build Asuka back up as the legitimate badass. Like we all know, and the hardcores want to see it. But like right now, kayfabe wise, there's no reason to put Asuka in the ring with freaking Ronda Rousey. Like she hasn't even won a title yet on the main roster uh she's gotta she's gotta beat charlotte first so uh but yeah so that's uh that's smackdown um let's see next up we are going to jump into uh we're gonna jump into nxt so uh We're going to pause for a second here 
and then we're gonna uh, and then we're gonna jump right into NXT. All right, guys, jumping into NXT. Unfortunately, uh, this week I didn't get a chance to uh, watch all of Impact, so I didn't want to give you guys like a half review with my half thoughts. Um, so Impact will be back, but also um, just a quick announcement: next week, um, next week's show. This this week currently coming up. It, there's a lot going on. I got some stuff going on in my rap career, the whole rap thing I do on the side, on the side, or is this podcast on the side, or is everything on the side, anyway, uh, the whole rap thing that I do, uh, my man, yo man, qualify, we out here, Um, there's going to be a lot going on with that, so unfortunately, WCOTW is going to be taking a one week break uh but we'll be back uh we'll be back the week after that so uh we'll be back the week after that with a um with a recap on uh TLC because TLC will be that Sunday uh and and a whole bunch of good stuff um and then leading up to our special uh end of the year episode um where I'm going to make some announcements about what we have coming up in 2019 uh, which is going to be really fun. So jumping right into NXT, uh, the last recap of the night or day, whatever time you're listening to this shit. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, first off, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, uh, face off against the mighty, uh, speaking of my whole rap deal uh i have a song on itunes and spotify and anywhere else that you listen to music um called the mighty don't kneel tmdk and uh shout out to my man uh shane haste or shane thorn um uh he he found it online reposted gave me a little shout out um so that was that was cool and i've i've been a big fan of theirs uh since the Pro wrestling nowadays. Uh, so anyway, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan have been on a little bit of a, a roll lately, uh, winning matches. Um, they battled against the Mighty in tag team action on Wednesday night. Uh, Shane Thorne and Nick Miller, uh, they they did kind of hold their own. Uh, they isolated Oni. I really miss the name Biff Busick, by the way. Uh, they they isolated Orny. Orny? Oni uh for for a little while um Lorcan was finally able to tag in Danny Birch uh Danny Birch unloaded on the mighty um Lorcan comes back into the match uh hits a dive wipes out the mighty at ringside um then uh Thorne and Miller they kind of get the upper hand for a little bit they're trying to finish uh Oni and Danny Birch off uh Danny Birch hits a big spear uh Oni Lorkin gets the roll up for the win. Um good win for Oni and Danny Birch. Um and then the Mighty end up beating beating them down after the match. Uh lots of action in this match. Really good match. Um Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin are a really a really good ta- tag team. Uh they're they're really fun to watch. Uh I think that they 
they could definitely be NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, but they're one of those teams that, like, I would say that their story is, like, they are just... They just get over by being hard-nosed, which is basically what happened in NXT. Like, they kind of teamed up, and they were like nothing, and then they got over by just continually having good matches. And that could be their thing. Like, they're, you know, we just like to fight. We're the, the, the good hands in the ring tag team. But, like, the right... But they both have uh, charisma, and they have a likability about them. And they both just go in there and fight so hard. Uh, so I think that's that you could you can do something with that. That's a tag. Uh, you you need one of those in your tag team roster who can just you know they don't have to be a comedy team. They don't they don't even have to have to be the champs all the time. But I think at at some point you reward them and and let them have a run. Um, but let's see here. And and then the mighty, they're really good, but uh, I don't really know what. Currently, right now, I think they just need to keep winning. Um, them having a feud with another face team, like like the issues that they were having with uh, the issues that they were having with the street profits, um, were were good and i i feel like the mighty need something consistent like that to keep them on tv because the the top champs are heels so you can't really push them uh you can't really push them into top contendership yet and you 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 don't want them stepping on the undisputed era's toes but you need uh but you need to show them on the rise and i think that's what they've been trying to do um next up EC3 versus Marcel Barthel uh Bartel I don't know. but uh let's see uh this it it really wasn't much of anything it was basically just something to get EC3 on TV uh EC3 basically squashed my guy um hits the 1% for the victory um Yeah, man, it's these uh, it's obvious that they're just waiting until they can send EC3 to the main roster. But um, I don't know, man, at this point, I feel like just go ahead and send him there. Like I would I or just hide him off TV, like write him off TV for a little bit and then just bring him to the main roster when you're ready, like start showing vignettes or something, because like it's better than like doing nothing with him we're we're big fans of ec3 we a lot of people have been waiting for him to show up and like they just keep trotting him out there when they have nothing for him and you got a whole bunch of other people in nxt that i understand there's a whole lot of other people that you got to get screen time so just you know just just hold him just you can just put him on the side uh show video packages show us vignettes to keep us uh, abreast of the character and like what they're doing for Lars Sullivan, you know, but just keep EC3 off, off TV. Um, but I think they're, it's obvious like that, that story just came out. They are, it, you can see it. They're, they're just, they don't really have anything for them in NXT. NXT was never really the, the place for EC3 to showcase himself. Um, 
and he's he's one of those guys who's a main roster guy. Uh, he's main roster ready, so that's what they that's what they need to do. Um, yeah, that's basically what they need to do. I would say like I would keep him around to keep, cut promos and stuff because that's I feel like that's what's gonna be the best for him in NXT. Like, not saying he's a bad wrestler, puts on bad matches, but, like, EC3, it's the character, it's everything, it's it's all of that. And NXT, like, they do appreciate the characters and stuff like that, but uh, NXT is one of those promotions where it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Ring of Honor uh, back in the day, where, like, the fans were like, okay, yeah, that's cool, you can do all this other stuff, but, like, if you can't if you can't go in the ring, we don't give a fuck, you know, or like, uh, or like old ECW, um, when it would come to certain guys, it's like, okay, we want to see you work, like, can you, can you work, um, next up, we have, uh, Vanessa Bourne versus Mia Yim, I'm not that big of a Vanessa Bourne fan, but I will admit that every time I see her, she does look better, uh, she is improving, so, um, and the women's division, the top of the women's division in NXT is really crowded right now. Uh, and even the middle, there's, uh, like Nikki Cross, uh, Bianca Belair. There's a lot of, uh, and then there's, um, you know, like Mia Yim is a new face. Um, there's still Dakota Kai, uh, who's kind of working with NXT and the UK brand. Um, there's, uh, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of different faces, that are that are there in the mix and then not to mention the new folks uh Deanna Perrazzo uh you know Chelsea Green like we like we have right here Mia Yim already on television so um there's uh there's a lot of people in the in the women's division so they can afford to uh to kind of hide Vanessa Bourne a little bit and let her uh let her improve and then unleash her when she has more going on uh, kind of like how they've done to uh, was it Aaliyah? Like now she's, um, you know, we've seen her around for a while now, uh, but you know, like we knew she was like when Liv Morgan was down there, like she was one of Liv Morgan's friends, but she wasn't active on television a lot. But now you see her a lot more active on television. She's improved quite a bit, and now she actually has like a character, whereas she didn't really have one before. Um, so the the NXT women's division uh is is really interesting um a whole lot of talent Candice LeRae like there's so many people in this women's division who um and right now the top is uh Kyrie Sane and uh Shayna Baszler so like there's 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 uh, potential for a lot uh in this women's division and just for women's wrestling in WWE period um anyway uh, Vanessa Bourne, uh, Mia Yim doing their thing right out the gate. Uh, and, uh, Vanessa Bourne doing a lot of, a lot of heel work, thumb in the eye, um, and all that. But, uh, but Mia Yim was able to fight back. Uh, she put on an arm bar, um, and then... Vanessa Bourne made it to the ropes, so once they got to the ropes, uh, she put her in the tarantula, which was always one of my favorite things, uh, from Tajiri, um, eventually Mia Yim, uh, delivers eat defeat, and, uh, she wins, 
123. So, a uh, good match. It let uh, let Vanessa Bourne get uh, get in the ring with a with a vet. Um, it helps us, the people who aren't familiar with Mia Yim, uh, to connect to her a little bit more, um, and it gets her win back because Mia Yim had to had to take that L to Bianca Belair. Um, so, um, so it was it was a good match. Um, let's see here. Then finally, the main event: Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan. Um, I'll admit, I thought that this match would be eventually this match would be saved for a takeover. Uh, but I guess with Lars Sullivan's uh, impending move to the main roster. Uh, happening sooner rather than later. Um, this is one of those matches that we kind of had to get out of the way uh, sooner. Um, so it was a it was a good match. They had a uh, uh, Lars Sullivan was able to like kind of block or counter everything that uh, Keith Lee was doing at the beginning. Um, but uh, there was uh, Keith Lee tried to do a. A springboard attempt, um, and Lars Sullivan hit him with a big boot. That was pretty crazy. Uh, so then uh, Sullivan just charges into the corner, um, going after Keith Lee, uh, crashes face first into the steel post. Um, Lee ends up fighting his way back into the match, hits the pounce. Um, that sent Lars Sullivan all the way down to the floor. Uh, then he hits a twisting cross body, um, which was amazing. Uh, he goes up top for a moonsault and then missed. And then Lars Sullivan hits the freak accident uh, to get the win on Keith Lee. Really good match. Um, Lars Sullivan gets the win uh, before he heads off to the main roster. Um but uh, but also they showed us what makes Keith Lee so special and why we should bask in his glory. Um, so, yeah, Keith, I'm really excited to see what Keith Lee does the rest of his time in NXT and eventually on the main roster. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, uh, this like this match or this episode of NXT didn't really move a whole lot along, but they kind of have those matches, like, you know, after after the takeovers, like, the first couple episodes after a takeover, not much happens, and you kind of have to build up storylines again, uh, and then start getting stuff hot going into the next takeover, so, uh, that's the, it just seems, that's where the, that's the point we are at, uh, with WWE, and that was all I was able to watch this week, so I apologize, uh, but yeah, it seems that's that's the point we're at with WWE right now. Everything's in a holding pattern, um, trying to trying to uh, get things running for the for the next uh, the next big show. Uh, one more thing, one more quick hit uh, before we end it. Um, going back to stuff I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, WrestleMania weekend in New York, uh, Ring of Honor is having, Ring of Honor and New Japan, they're having that super show, um, it was set to go up against NXT TakeOver at the same time, uh, but 
WWE has basically put an announcement out there that they are going to have NXT TakeOver on Friday night so as not to um, clash with the Ring of Honor and New Japan show. Um, They're not saying that's why, but we know that's why. Um, Okay, that's it. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Um, The quick hits that we have, man, everything's happening. Prophecy fulfilled, like I said. Uh, WWE is trying to sign all of our all of our faves oh one more thing uh brody king signed with ring of honor so it's not just wwe who is trying to lock up talent look around um you're gonna start seeing more reports of more people getting signed uh jordan grace getting signed up uh by impact when she did um you know there's people are people are trying to lock up talent and they're trying they're trying to do it soon um it's 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 interesting it's it's gonna start looking like a wild wild west out here and if all elite wrestling can really do their thing then get ready for a really fun 2019 and 2020 guys all right that's it that's all the talking i can do uh tune in next week to world champion of the world podcast follow your man on twitter at champ podcast and on instagram at the same thing all right guys thanks